The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. over two a month I get paid for. Tell them. You tell them. I'm not kidding. Welcome to the broadcast. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. You caught me in the middle of a conversation, but I'm just telling you, this is how I treat people, okay? You tell them. You tell them. You tell them. I don't care. Yes or no. You tell them. So, we also, the United Airlines story is absolutely agonizing, okay? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that, just, just a tad. Now, there's some more news that has come out about uh, Dr. Dingleberry. He now has an attorney, uh, you know, and they are saying that, uh, you know, look, uh, whew, man, we're just going to... Uh, He's got a broken nose, a concussion, two knocked out teeth, sinus problems, may require reconstructive surgery. Shut up. Now, I'm torn on this story so much because I want to hate the airlines with every ounce of my being. I want to. I want to hate the airlines. But every time I turn around in the story, I'm I'm for the airlines and against this guy. Dr. Tao, or Dow, or whatever his silly name is. Dr. David Dow, I got it. Relax. The video that we all saw, the horror of him being dragged off the plane and being pulled out of his seat and then smashing his face into the side of the, of a, of the seat across the aisle and bloodied and dragged out of the plane. The horror. Do I want that to happen? No, I don't want that to happen. But you knew there was more to than just that part, right? And there it is. We see the video now out where he was sitting there pretty much calmly. I know they reported that he was being, uh, you know, angry and yelling and stuff. But the, the video I saw, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't hollering at all. He was saying, I'm not going. 
you're going to have to drag me out. I'm not going. I have to, you know, he's on the phone. I'm talking. This, I'm not going. I mean, he's been, he was delayed. I mean, he, he was being like, I'm not going. I don't care what you tell me, which makes me want to be on his side, right? I mean, you want come on now. He paid the ticket. He's on the plane, and you want him to leave. And you go down the thing. Nobody took the money. They, they offered money to replace the seats. Nobody took the money. And you say, well, why didn't they go up higher and higher on the money? Federal regulations won't let them. Huh. A federal regulation. There's a surprise. Now I'm back on, you know, now I'm back on the airlines. Maybe until the guy's side a little bit. I The people that really pissed me off are the other people on the plane. All those people that, oh, what are you doing? Oh, my God, what are you doing? It's so horrific. If you're so pissed that they're dragging this guy off the plane, where were you the last 10 minutes when he was sitting there calmly saying, I'm a doctor, I don't have, I'm not going to get off the plane. I'm not going. I, I don't, I, I paid my ticket. I've been delayed. I'm not going. If that's so horrific to you, why didn't you stand up? Why didn't you take this place? Why weren't you, you know what, why weren't you just like, you know what, I'll get off. No problem. Doc, you get home. I'll get off. You know what, I'll get off and we're done. Nobody did that. Not one person. So get over your high horse, uh, the rest of the air, air people, over it. All the rest of you people on the airplane flying. I understand. Uh, trust me, I do. I, I wouldn't get off either. However, in the end, when you're at the point of no return and you take your bet, look, we're going to, you get the random pick and if nobody else is going to go, we're going to do it randomly by the computer. There's so many, and I forget what their, what their, uh, uh, what their deal is or how they pick the amount of people for the randomness, but you know, it isn't everyone on the plane, but it's most of them or a third of them gets thrown into a hat and you get picked, but you know the deal. So at that point, when you get to that point, your number comes up. You're like, crap. That freaking sucks. And you grab your bag and you walk off the plate, right? And you go and you go up to the counter and you go, this is this is bull crap. Give me my $1300 and I'll give me my hotel and you know, I'll wait to get another flight. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We're so sorry. You're so sorry. How about you stick that sorry up? And you move on from there. Right? I mean, that's where you're at. And the old doctor now would not do that. So within their rights, you know, the airport security, airline security, whatever the heck they were, Chicago Aviation Authority, police, drag him off. Now they've said now they're they're gonna stop doing that. How are you gonna get people off the plane then? If they won't get off the plane, how are you going to get people off the plane? Shoot them? We didn't drag them. Didn't drag them. Just put him. Just shot a hit bullet in his head. Carried him off. Are you, how are you going to get him off the plane? I mean, if I if I know that the end game that you're not going to drag me off, I'm not getting off. What are you going to do? You can't. You know, you can't drag me off. You're not going to shoot me. You can't drag me off. What are you going to do? Now, the only thing that, that goes there is that then the airline just cancels the entire flight, right? No problem. Everybody off the plane. And now, now you've got, a, you know, 350 people looking at you. 
the aviation authority may not be dragging you off, but 350 other people will be dragging your ass down the airline hallway. So I'm really torn. I, I, I'm torn on the story so bad I can't tell you. I want to hate the airline so bad. And United has kind of paid a price. They they dealt with it horrifically. Their CEO should be fired over this. He's dealt with it horrifically. He's the CEO of an airline. He should be able to respond and react to something like this better than he has. And now United is ripe for the picking, right? I saw a story last night where somebody claims that they were stung by a scorpion on a United flight. And it dropped down. They were eating. It was on his head, fell on his food, stung him, whatever the deal was. I mean, they're ripe for the picking. If you're flying United, and it's, I can't believe that, it, look, it hasn't hurt them that much. It really hasn't. When you look at the, when we looked at the stock prices the other day, they were down. The stock prices were back up to like a dollar below what it was before the drag off. And it dropped down like 10 bucks or something after the drag off, but it was still higher than what it was a year ago. So it hasn't hurt them that much. Okay, they're not they're not paying. Plus, if you're flying, be honest. Don't look at me like that. Just be honest. You walk up to the counter and you say, "I need a flight to Atlanta," and they go, "Well, I've got one on. Uh, I got I, I got one here on American for eighteen hundred dollars. I've got one here on Southwest, but you got to go to a different airport to get that flight. You can get that one for two fifty, or I get you on this United one that's leaving in about fifteen minutes for four fifty. Which one you picking? Oh, I, uh, United has been in, a, in the news lately. Give me the eighteen hundred dollar ticket, please. No, sorry, not going to happen. And you know it's not going to happen. You're flying United, okay? And you know, in today's world, you can't even get on a plane and look cross-eyed. If you look cross-eyed at them and they don't like you, they kick you off the plane. You're done. They shut it down. So this doctor fighting for his I'm not getting off. I mean, I understand it. I do. I I do. I I understand it. Had he I don't know what could have been. I think every, you know, the whole thing is just a cluster. The whole thing is just a cluster. But it just seems like you know everything. Everything is dealt with wrong, and the airlines all do it because they know what are you going to do. They, they always will be in the right, no matter what. And I wish I could tell you that uh, when I was angry at them, that I got thrown in jail, so that I could tell you that experience. But my experience is my wife saved me from getting thrown in jail because she put her hand. <laughs> Because I would have been in jail, and I understand a little bit of how what the doctor kind of feels like when I had that airside door shut in my face. I still can't get over that, and that was three years ago. Now I was just I just looked at the trip. Facebook posted a memory picture of, in Boise, Idaho, and that was the trip where the American airline. I, I ran to the airside to get there on time to catch the flight. She looks right at me. Closes the door. She is fortunate that my wife, we celebrated our 15th anniversary this week, my loving wife was there to put her hand on me and say, don't. Otherwise, American Airlines would have been hiring because they would have been one less employee alive. This is 
The Jeff Fisher Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand and seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy. It is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. That it does. I'm reminded uh, during the break that the Delta now says that they're going to be offering more money uh, for to get people off the plane, you know, to make the deals, which I'm all for. At some point, it becomes viable, right? No matter what. Even on this plate, uh, when you reach a point, everybody says, no, 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 no. They've been on. They've, you've been delayed. You want to get home. You're finally on a plane. And you just keep going. At some point, the money becomes viable, right? You reach a point where it's like, Six hundred bucks? Nope, it's not worth it. I'm not. I got to get home. That's not worth six hundred bucks. Doesn't do anything for me. Twelve hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, eighteen hundred dollars, two thousand, twenty-two. At some point, you reach where you know what? <coughs> uh, I'm feeling sick and don't have to be to work tomorrow. Uh, I'll have to be there on Tuesday. I'll take that twenty-five hundred and I'm off. Right? At some point, you reach that, which would have happened. The people that ticked me off on this plane, United, the Dr. Dow flight was, you know, the people that, oh, my God, look at, look at, they're filming on their phone. But they weren't getting their ass out of their seat. They didn't give it up for him the five minutes or ten minutes before when he was sitting there saying, I'm not going to go. You're just going to have to take me. I'm not getting off the plane. I want to get home. Right? So, I'm torn because I want to be for him and I hate the airlines. But the airline, you know, the deal was the deal. And then I'm reminded of him being the jerk of running back onto the plane. I mean, he's lucky he didn't get shot. He's talking about getting dragged off the plane and needing getting a broken nose and having a tooth knocked out. He's like he's not pulling a bullet out of his skull. They walking him off the plane and then he runs back on the plane. Why don't they just shoot him right then? And you know what happened. He's walking off the plane. They're taking him down the, the runway, the little thing that hooks onto the plane. And they got probably toward the end, and he relaxed. And they relaxed. It was over, right? We're done with it. You know you're getting off the plane now. We got you off. We'll get you some help for your face. We'll get, we'll get the blood off your face. You know, we'll take care of it. Sorry about that. That was an accident. Everybody knows it was an accident. We'll get you taken care of. And everybody let their guard down a little. And he turns around and runs back on the plane. I mean, uh, shoot him, right? At that point, he's lucky he didn't get shot. That's why I think he's got, I mean, 
The only reason he's got any kind of case at all is because he, you know, you see him getting dragged out of the out of the the seat. But the rest of the story around it is all for the airlines, man. Good for them. Do it. But you should be able to go up to whatever price they want because the airlines may using their look to pay you ten thousand dollars to get off that plane and get a give you a hotel room until they get you another flight out. They still, that's saving them hundreds of thousands of dollars because the pilots have to get to a flight that's full of people that they're waiting on to get out, right? That, I mean, that's why they're kicking people off so these pilots can get to that destination and hop on another plane that's full of people and fly that out, right? So you, the domino effect happens. So your $10,000 is well spent. So, I, you know, they should be doing that. But the guy, Doc, I mean, Doc, what are you doing? Okay, what are you doing? So I haven't mentioned today, April 15th, uh, the usual tax day here in America. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Oh, man, do I love taxes and the IRS. We are like, huh. wow, we are like butter is the bread, me and the IRS. I love them and they love me. It's also uh, actually a... Uh, not tax day uh, this year. Uh, Monday, the 17th, is uh, the official tax day this year uh, because of the 15th landing on the weekend. So they spread it, gave you a couple more days to make sure you've got your paperwork filled out right. <laughs> That's so nice of them. And it's also the anniversary of Titanic. You don't even have to say Titanic sinking. You just know Titanic and you know it's sunk over now, this is the 105th anniversary of Titanic, and really the 106th. I mean, it was launched a year earlier. It put out to sea and sunk on April 15th. So, you know, I mean, it's it was a year older than uh, what it was. But today is the anniversary of the sinking uh, 105 years ago. Wow, amazing, right? Um Early morning, April 15th, 1912. And what's kept it alive, really, is the movie, right? I mean, the the, the, the blockbuster Titanic, right? Uh, kept it alive, uh, kept the story alive, and it was so great uh, with it. And it's, you're reminded of wow, the unsinkable, the unsinkable Titanic. Is going to sink. This is bad. Most unfortunate, Captain. Water, 14 feet above the keel in 10 minutes. In the four P, in all three holds, and in boiler room six. That's right, sir. When can we get underway, damn it? That's five <laughs> compartments. Damn it. She can stay afloat. The first four compartments breach, but not when five. Then can we get underway? Not five. As she goes down by the head, the water will spill over the tops of the bulkheads. At E deck, from one to the next, back <laughs> and back. There's no stopping it. The pumps. We open the doors. The pumps buy you time, but minutes only. Minutes. From this moment, no matter what we do, Titanic will founder. But this ship can't sink. She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can, and she will. It is a mathematical certainty. Think about it. 
I just realized abs- that uh, both documentaries that I've shared with you so far today, uh, Legally Blonde documentary and uh, the Titanic uh, documentary, both have the same actor in them, Victor Garber. That's fantastic. I mean, this guy is great. I didn't realize that until actually <laughs> I was sitting here going, that's the same stupid guy. Victor Garber. Uh, I mean, he's some, been some of the most memorable. I'll just read his IMDb page right here for you. Uh, Victor Garber has been in some of the most memorable projects of the past four decades. Now, they imagine uh, he's currently appearing in The Slap, uh, The Flash, okay, Motive and Web Therapy. He will soon star in Grail. This is all his new stuff. So what? Nobody cares about your new stuff. Your new stuff blows. Oh, except for The Flash. My son loves The Flash. Uh, but, I mean, he's got a lot of good stuff. But those two, I mean, those two, those two documentaries alone set him apart from most actors. Uh, Legally Blonde and uh, Titanic. Uh, I mean, those two, ti- you could pretty much set the world straight with those two documentaries. If you were if you were to study those two documentaries, your life would be fine and the world would be okay. It's very simple. So anyway, Titanic, uh, 105 years old. And I'm looking at, uh, oh, they brought, they, they brought Oliver back. Um. Uh, Oh no, that's just the picture of the thing. They've stopped. They've stopped the live stream. What? The baby giraffe live stream has been stopped. What are they doing to that giraffe? What's going on? Because the last time I checked, Oliver the dad was out of his little square prison cell, and mom was in there all by herself with the child, with the one fat lady in the corner that was watching the giraffe. I don't know who she is. It must be the zoo lady. But anyway, the baby looked safe and fine and is up walking around, stumbling around. So, yay, it was real. They weren't lying to us. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Interesting that uh, Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez from the formerly of the New England Patriots, uh, was uh, on track to be uh, maybe Hall of Fame material. In fact, uh, when he was at uh, Florida, I believe the quote was uh, when they drafted him, he's either going to be in the Hall of Fame or in prison. And so that was a pretty good call. Pretty good call. I'm not sure who to give that quote to, but that was the story. And I believe that uh, uh, they were 100% correct since he is serving a life term. Uh, He was still on the Patriots when my son uh, played for the Patriots, and he was there – It was surprising. My son talked about him. He was always the last guy uh, at the facilities, and he was always on his cell phone, and this was when this was all going down. Uh, So he was really trying to get things shored up. Uh, And so uh, he's already serving a life sentence for the 2013 murder. Uh, But uh, yesterday, uh, the NFL former NFL star, uh, was found not guilty. And everybody, you know, oh, he's guilty, guilty, guilty. He was found not guilty of uh, two counts of murder, 
and he was found. He faced eight counts in all, including two murder, three of armed assault, and also faced a charge of witness intimidation for allegedly shooting his former friend in the face in an attempt to silence him. I mean, that's what you do, right? You want to silence somebody, you shoot him in the face, clearly. Or you just hit him in the top of the head. So the jury comes back, and they went on. I, I could play the whole thing for you, the whole court case. I'm, I'm fascinated by how courtrooms work, and I really – I mean, I should have been an attorney. I love the way the courtrooms work. But it's – for most people and for most humans, it's absolutely boring, which is why attorneys who are not boring in the courtroom are the big-time paid-off attorneys that make all kinds of cash. Because the rest of the attorneys are like, I have a question. Uh, this concerning case number zero zero two zero 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 ABX two four one. We have uh, submitted, uh, Your Honor, the the uh, particular point of evidence uh, was submitted yesterday under B A D D D two T P C. Yes, Your Honor. Oh. I would like to ask the client. I mean, it's just agonizing. Just agonizing. So I can't take it. And then when they go through to read the charges, I don't know if you've ever been on a jury, but uh, when the jury that, that I was once on, you know, you have to you stand there and you're the foreman and you have to go, they go through the whole list of charges and you have to respond to each charge. And I get it. That's, you know, that's part of the deal of the courtroom, but it's kind of boring. So after they get done reading, uh, you know, charge number one of, uh, uh, are, you know, how does the jury find uh, guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. We hear that a bunch. And then he got, they did throw in the uh, uh, illegal weapons charge. So after we heard. uh, Not guilty. After we heard that. uh, And then you kept, they went through some more cases and we heard, uh, we heard that one more time. Not guilty. She's, that's why she was on a jury, man. It's just slow. You You can't, sometimes you can't find good help. And uh, they reached the uh, illegal weapons uh, charge because, heaven forbid, oh, my God, uh, we've charged you with all this crime, but let's not forget to charge you with illegally having a weapon. So, of course, we have to come back with a... Guilty of the offense is charged. Yeah, we, get, we got one guilty charge for that. So they threw in another five or six years on top of his life sentence. Bet you that one hurt. You're in prison for life. And five years. We're not even letting you leave this prison until you go to jail for, when you die, five more years. But it was a uh, shocking look on uh, many of the people's faces when they first heard the... Uh, not guilty. Woo. They were, and they were shocked. And then they heard it again. Not guilty. A little bit more shocked. And then they heard it again. A little bit more not shocked. Not guilty. Yeah, oh man. So, and when it, down, when it came down to the weapons charge... And they got to hear guilty of the offense is charged. They were like, oh, I mean, they were finally something. They were grabbing onto something. So, I mean, I, there you go. Aaron Hernandez, uh, not guilty. I'm sorry. Aaron Hernandez. Uh, guilty of the offense is charged. Just one. Though, just one, though. I mean, just one. The rest of them, he was. Not guilty. Yeah, thank you. Uh, another NFL star who is still an NFL star, not a former NFL star, uh, Eli Matting, uh, about huge trouble 
over something that we don't even know if it's true or not. I mean, Eli uh, is in trouble because they claim he's using false memorabilia. So he sends out this email uh, earlier this month uh, to his equipment manager. uh, And it says uh, he asked for uh, two helmets that can pass as game used. Okay, so... Why doesn't Eli? Okay, so I, I okay, so let's just let's think about this for a second. You get a helmet signed by Eli Manning or Manning, whatever you want to call him. You get a helmet by Eli, and it's signed, and it says Eli Manning. You know whatever the heck his number is for the the Giants, ten I think it is, whatever the hell his stupid number is for the Giants, and uh, and you know whatever the thing. Is. And it was worn in, you know, game two, the game that I, you know, we won 40 to 40, whatever. If Eli said it was worn in the game, it was worn in the game, right? So now they're saying, well, who can pass it? Game worn, he was lying. That's fraud. Okay, so if he stands on the field, let's say he stands on the field, goes out, stands on the field, and he has 10 helmets, right? And it's... Just before the start of the third quarter, and he's got 10 helmets, and he puts one on, and he catches a ball, and he throws a ball. He takes it off, puts another one on, catches a ball, and throws a ball. Takes one off, catches a ball, and throws a ball. He does that 10 times. Those are now game-worn helmets, right? Are you serious you're going to bust this guy for fraud for that? Stop it. Stop it. On top of which, I mean, it was all part of a some kind of deal that he had with his, you know, I don't know how many millions he makes for this, but it's, I mean, it's laziness on his part not to do, not to take 10 helmets out and throw the pass with the helmet on so that he can say that it's game-worn, right? I mean, it's, seriously, date it, date the inside of it so you know this is the game that it was worn on and send it back into the locker room. I mean, it's just laziness on his part not doing that. But I'm sure that's the what. No, don't worry about it, Eli. I'll get you. Some, I'll get you some of the helmets. They're game worn. Don't worry about it. Just remind me. Send me an email. And now he's going to get dicked for that. That's too bad. And uh, Governor Christie, uh, you can take a hike too, Mister. You should have been guilty for your little bridge gate and, and the rest of your crimes. No wonder you're one of the lowest ranked governors that the people like in the country today's world. He gets on the radio and starts blasting Eli because, well, first of all, he's, you know, he lives in New Jersey. Why not? He makes all kinds of money from the Giants uh, in New Jersey. But heaven forbid he, like the team, comes down here and plays butt buddy with Jerry Jones for the Dallas Cowboys. Agonizing. But he, Chris Christie, ripped Manning and the Giants on WFAN, calling Manning a liar. He called him a liar. He got caught. Christie said he got caught. And, and then he said, uh, could you ever imagine Peyton, his big brother, involved in this? No, definitely not. Peyton's smarter than that. I, I, shut up, Chris. Shut up. I mean, I, I can't take it. I can't take it. So he, he I, I realize that it's fraud. I got it. It's Fraud. But is it really? Is it? I question that. I question that. 
uh, there's not much difference. And, I, and I'll give you that the fraud is, you know, that's what the crime is. It's the fine line. But there's, uh, you know, not much difference from Eli actually just touching a helmet and saying, yep, I wore this here and here you go. Than him putting it on for 10 seconds and throwing a football and saying, yep, I wore it during this game and signing it. I mean, those 10 seconds are going to cost him millions. Come on now. Come on. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And uh, we also have uh, great news, great news for the children. Uh, the children, uh, because of MIT, the MIT Press, uh, the prestigious MIT Press, uh, has now published a book aimed at children. And it's titled Communism for Kids. Boy, you want to have some good, some nice nighttime reading with you and the kids. There's nothing like sitting down and <laughs> reading about communism. They'll tell you that. Once upon a time, once upon a time, people yearned to be free of the misery of capitalism. How could their dreams come true? This little book proposes a different kind of communism, one that is true to its ideals and free from authorities, offering relief for many who have been numbed by Marxists. Yeah, man, there is nothing I want more than to snuggle up with the kids and Come on, kids, it's time to go to bed. Time to read a little bit more of your Communism for Kids book. Oh, man, you just will never get those times back. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. That it is. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Lawrence Jones is standing by. He's ready to take over the helm here on the Blaze Radio Network, and then Mike Slater immediately after him. Uh, Happy Easter. Uh, For those of you that uh, will be out uh, giving thanks uh, this weekend, be safe with your families and enjoy each other. And once you're done and you're sitting around the dining room table and uh, you you have the whole family there, it's always nice to have a couple of jokes to tell. So I'm going to tell you a little couple of family jokes just to, you know, ease a little bit of the, of the family pressures because sometimes, you know, all families don't really know what to say to each other. Um, so one, uh, I don't want to call them an Easter joke, but we'll just say one weekend joke that you could tell around the dining room table is a woman stops by unannounced at her son's house and she knocks on the door and walks in. She's shocked to see her daughter-in-law laying on the couch totally naked. Soft music is playing. Candles are lit and the aroma of perfume fills the room. What are you doing? I'm waiting for Jeff to come home from work. But you're naked. This is my love dress, the daughter-in-law answers. Love dress, but you're naked. Jeff loves me and wants me to wear this dress. It excites him to no end. Every time he sees me in this dress, he instantly becomes romantic and can't get enough of me. The mother-in-law leaves inspired. When the mother-in-law gets home, she undresses, showers, puts on her best perfume, dims the lights, put on a romantic CD, and lays on the couch, expectantly waiting her husband. Finally, husband comes home. He walks in, sees her lying there provocatively. What are you doing? This is my love dress, 
Needs ironing. What's for dinner? He never heard the gunshot. All right. So I'll tell you, here's another one you can share. As, uh, it's similar to that uh, for your Easter dinner, after dinner tales for the family. Couple is together. They've been together for a long, long time. And uh, the wife is in the bedroom standing in front of the full-length mirror, naked, husband laying on the bed. The wife is looking in the mirror, and she so my arms are starting to get flabby. My breasts are starting to sag. Look at this. Look at my, my butt is starting to sag. I've got wrinkles on my arms. My stomach is coming together like this a little bit more. I'm really starting to feel bad about myself. And she turns to ask her husband, look, I really say something nice about me. I need something. I need you to say something nice about me. Still got your eyesight. You can use that tomorrow on me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the family. Bless you. And if no one has told you that you look good today, you do. You, in particular, look great. I mean that. You look good. Don't let anybody tell you different. All right? You look great. I wouldn't necessarily wear that all day, though. I mean, you're not going to... Gotta necessarily wear that out, are you? Because <laughs> woof, uh, you're planning on wearing that out. You might think uh, you might think twice. Have a good Easter. Happy Easter. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I'll see you later. is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.